So we're here this afternoon and we're discussing the art of seasonality. And it is indeed an art, isn't it, to navigate the seasons of our lives. I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I find I'm partway through a season before I recognize something shifted or changed. And the difficulty with that is I play catch up on what God wants to do. So we often find ourselves in moments of transition like that, asking a whole bunch of questions, trying to catch our breath and to figure out what it is that the Lord is doing in our lives. And we come up with all kinds of remedies for that. I think one of the the biggest mistakes we do at moments like that is we just try harder. Now, I'm not against effort. I think effort is really good. But when you're in a new season, perhaps the alternative to trying harder, which doesn't always produce the results you want, is actually to step a little bit back from the situation and try and understand what it is that God is inviting you to. Many of us would say we want things to change. Wouldn't that be the truth? But what we really mean is we want you to change. (laughs) What we fail to understand is that we like change when it happens around us, but we're not that keen when it happens within us. And we find ourselves learning to navigate a whole new season with the Lord, trying to work out what it is he's inviting us to, what it is we need to respond to, and how indeed we can grow as a result of that. So who do you look to for help when you're in the middle of a new season? It seems to me that God likes to take us places where we haven't been before. I think he enjoys the adventure and the fellowship that he has with us as we step into the unknown. And indeed, the unknown is where he lives, rules and reigns, because no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into our hearts yet what God has prepared for those who love him. And the new seasons that come our way are God's unfolding plan to invite us into greater revelation, greater intimacy, greater fellowship, and greater prophetic insight as to what it is that he's doing in our lives. And the Bible is full of people and full of stories where we can see over and over again that the adventure that unfolded for people went through various seasons and times and situations and circumstances that caused people to grow in their relationship with God. Now, there is a part of the Bible that I have found very, very helpful when it comes to the whole concept of seasonality. And if you have a Bible with you today, would love you to turn with me, please, to Psalm 112. In fact, the person mentioned in this story is, a friend, is indeed a hero of mine because he doesn't get great accolades, but it's clear to me that he has an understanding of how to navigate the seasons of his life. He's known to us as the righteous man. There's no name attached to his, his identity, but he's What about this for an identity, the righteous man? That's a great identity problem to have, isn't it? And he has some key principles for us that would help us navigate the seasons that lie ahead. Let's read together. Psalm 112, we're going to read from verses 1 to 10. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. That's a great starting point, isn't it? Someone say amen to that, please. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be everlasting in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. 
He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honor. The wicked will see it and be grieved. He will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. And we have this wonderful explanation of someone who's navigated their life in the midst of change and transition and seasonality in the most profound way. But let me draw your attention to one of the reasons why I think he's managed to do that effectively. Right at the beginning of the psalm, you will notice this phrase. It says, praise the Lord. Now, that may look like an innocuous phrase. You may even overlook it as you, as you read through the psalm. But actually, what we're finding here is this person, this unnamed but righteous individual, in the seasons of his life has made a predetermined consideration and intent to praise the Lord. How many of us find when we're in a new season, that's probably not our most natural reaction? In many ways, we're questioning the Lord. We probably have some doubt about whether God is or isn't in part of that new process that we're starting to experience. But this gentleman that's mentioned to us here, the righteous one of God, he starts the journey and the adventure of seasonality by praising the Lord. Within those three words is a powerful beginning and a huge foundation for every season of our lives. No matter what season we're in, whether it's a good one, a bad one, a lean one, or a blessed one, the navigation of our heart is to orientate ourselves to the one who is unchanging. Our seasons may be changing, but there is one who is consistent. Everlasting to everlasting is the love of the Lord. The same yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever is the truth and reality of our God. And whether our season is changing quickly and we're disorientated and maybe disconnected to the fullness of what God wants to do, we can come back to a place of certainty and security. And we start that journey by reconnecting with praise, reconnecting with the realities of our God, lifting up our voice and declaring that He is good, and recognizing that no matter what day of my life I find, myself in. He is always good. He is consistently good. He is persistently pursuing my life with his goodness. And you know, every season we're invited into, we're invited by the Holy Spirit to grow in our knowledge and relationship with God. Every time I think back over the course of my life and the changes and shifts that's taking place, I thought that the outcomes were meant to be by productivity, but actually that was a byproduct of something that was happening internally. Every season I find myself in, I find myself growing in dependency initially in my relationship with God. There's something about all the props being taken away from us that cause us to come back to the heart of what this is all about. Everything regarding God and us is about relationship. He desires for us to know him. And in every season I find myself in, there are revelations of his heart and his character and his nature that I'm invited to experience and indeed to explore. But I won't find those revelations by complaining. I can't step towards those revelations by regretting. I can't look one shoulder with, over one shoulder with one eye and into the future with, with a half understanding of what it is that God is doing. I need to pause and to celebrate the reality that God is with me. And when I lift up my voice and worship Him, when I connect to Him in intimacy, when I come into God's presence with praise, I find that my revelation of Him starts to unfold. There have been seasons in my life where God has brought to my attention the reality of aspects of his nature. 
I went through a whole season in my life where I saw the miracle-working God work exceptional miracles during the course of my day. In fact, my week was just overwhelmed by wonderful manifestations of His presence. But as I stepped towards that season, it felt very uncomfortable. I wasn't quite sure what was happening. We were in a season of renewal, and now we were starting to see God turn up with healing and manifest power. It's very difficult to move from a season of renewal when you're abiding in the goodness of God to a place where you have to contend for some of the things that God has set before you. And I was a little slow on the uptake of what the season was, but it began become an irritant to me that we were singing songs about lying down in the presence of God because my spirit was roused to stand up and declare his goodness. There were seasons where I would get irritated by the worship leader because they were all lovey-dovey songs about how wonderful God is and how wonderful we are. And my spirit, I felt that I was roused to declare some truths about the reality that he wasn't just the God who loved us, he was the God who was among us with power and authority. But as I stepped towards that season, there were some, there were some characteristics of the last season of Revelation that I tried to carry into this new season, and some of them didn't translate very well. When you've been taught that God is very gentle and, and, and all of those things, and suddenly you find yourself in a violent moment where you have to tell cancer to go in Jesus' name, it didn't feel like it was the right thing. It felt rude to speak to people like that. When, of course, we're not speaking to people, we're speaking to the disease. But the starting point of navigating your new system is found, your new, sorry, season is found here in this scripture. If you find yourself in a place of transition with God, please don't worry. It is about God opening up some new revelation of who he is for you. He wants a deeper level of friendship and fellowship with you. And the way to enter into his presence is not complaint. It might not even be prayer, as good as that is. The way we enter into his presence, the way we attract and, and abide in his goodness is to lift our voices and praise him. And the psalmist says, praise the Lord. Perhaps you could try it with me. It might be a good starting point. Praise the Lord. The second thing that we notice here is found in verse 1, 2, it says, blessed is the man who fears the Lord. So when I start to think about transitions and I start to think about seasonality, I recognize something that actually every season I find myself in should be a more blessed season than the season I was in. If we understood the nature and the character of God, he wants to bring greater blessing to our lives, not lesser blessing to our lives. So if you find yourself in a desert experience, there is some blessing in the middle of that season. That desert experience will cause you to grow in intimacy. It will cause you to grow in connectivity with God. It will strip you of all other things that you've relied on. And you will come home to the reality that it's blessed to be in the desert. When in fact, it's blessed to be anywhere where God is than to be somewhere where God isn't in your life. Every season that I step towards, as uncertain as I am at first, as invited as I am by His Spirit to connect with God at deeper levels, I have to come with confidence that this season is going to be more blessed than the season I had before. When I first became a Christian, people would say things like this to me, you know, when I first discovered Jesus, I went through the honeymoon period. And what they were trying to communicate with, with me was simply this. It's not as good as it was. You know, and there is definitely some 
intentionality on God's behalf. When we first come to know him, everything's new, everything's fresh. We read the Bible and it just jumps out at us. It's just a remarkable thing to be courted by God in that way. But actually, what good is it if you had a good honeymoon if the marriage is bleak? I believe that God wants every season we step into to get better and deeper, more blessed, more rich, more profound. And the beginning is just the appetizer. It's just the forerunning thing that God wants to provide for us. So whatever season you find yourself in, whether you're transferring now into a season that's different than the last season you're in, we start by praising God. We connect with his presence. We start to understand the invitation. And the second thing we do is we, we move in relationship with him where we're expectant that we're going to be blessed. Do you know how hard it is to bless somebody who's not expecting to be blessed? Come on, you miserable people. Do you know how hard it is? See, I told you, I'm just testing. You know how hard it is to bless someone who has no orientation to blessing? You know, you can be in a room and the Spirit of God is moving, and some people have predetermined whether or not they'll be touched by Him because their hearts have settled for what was. They have sat down somewhere. They've camped somewhere. And the journey of Christianity is not one of camping, it's about adventure. We're pilgrims, fellow sojourners with the Spirit being taken into the fullness and the blessing of God. And I'm always persuaded that in every season I enter into, whether it doesn't look good at the start or I'm a little confused about how to orientate myself, actually, as I worship the Lord, as I praise the Lord, I start to connect with His presence, and this season begins to make a little bit more sense. I start to have revelation of His nature and His character. I have upgrades in my relationship with God that completely and utterly transform my life. And secondly, I come to every season now believing that the Lord wants to bless me. The Lord wants to bless my rising. He wants to bless my sitting. He wants to bless every part of my life. And it doesn't matter what my natural eye sees. My spiritual eye tells me that he's good and there's more to come. So blessed is the man who fears the Lord. The third and final thing I want to share with you is this. Psalm 11, sorry, 112 verse 1 says that he delights greatly in his command. So what do we have so far as we navigate the whole arena of seasonality? We have this orientation to the one who is consistent, and we do that through praising the Lord. We have this expectation that God is better than we first imagined, and we have much to receive from him in every season of our lives. And sometimes there's a huge amount of demonstration of that, and sometimes it's just a very deep and, and very profound weightiness of, of relationship with him. Whichever it is, it's going to be good, and it's going to be better than what I had. Amen. And the third thing is that we have his word. And look what it says there about his word. It says, he delights greatly in the commands of the Lord. Do you know, in every season, there are, there are revelations from God's word that we are invited to discover. And I think sometimes we get a little bit familiar with the word of God. You know, when I first became a Christian, I used to read the Bible day in, day out, and nobody told me it was a good thing to do. I just couldn't get enough of it. 
But I found over time that actually I've gone back over some of those things that I read where I made all kinds of sweeping presumptions about God and I realized there's such a depth to the knowledge of God's Word that it's going to take me my lifetime, my lifetime and beyond to discover the heights, the depths and the breadths of the reality of God. And in every season we step into, whatever the transition looks like, there is a deeper place to come to in the reality of God's Word. And I want to say this about that. We're not here just to read his word. We're here to allow his word to read us. It's when his word reads us and we start to align ourselves with it, we start to see the fullness of his promises come to pass. He delights greatly in the commands of the Lord. Now, I've been through seasons where God has asked me to give up some things. It's very difficult. You know, I think churches are funny. I think Christians are even funnier. Because we sing a lot of things that actually, when we try and live them out, they're a little bit more complicated. We say, blessed be the name of the Lord. He gives. And it's like we've got amnesia. We don't remember the other part of that sentence. And he takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And we can be very joyous in the season where he's giving. Amen. And we can be really miserable in a season when he's taking. And there are prayers I have prayed in seasons of my life that I am grateful to God, he never answered. Do you know, years and years ago, I met this young lady and she told me that God had told her she was going to marry me. Now, I know it's hard to believe, ladies, but I had a few. Please don't laugh, that's not kind. There was a season in my life, there was about five or six of them, and they all believed God was going to cause me to marry them. Well, one of them might have been right, but five of them must have been wrong. And as I began to ponder that and think about that and try and pray and seek God's heart for that, there was none of those, none of those that I actually remember, I actually felt God draw me to in that kind of a way. But there was one who was gentle and sweet and, and, and a delight to be around. And, and um, she actually is a relative of my wife. And then I met Jane and she turned my head. She was a fireball. Just so in love with Jesus, so vibrant, so full of life. And, and the young lady that was a little bit different to that, who was gentle and all of those wonderful things, you know, actually she faded into the background. But you know, at the time I thought, maybe God, this is the right girl. Maybe this is the right one. Well, I met her years later and I was grateful to God that that wasn't the truth. Why are you laughing? That's not very kind. We can sing, blessed be the name of the Lord, he gives. But we are equally in the place of blessing, receptivity, when he takes away. It's not enough just to read the word of God. We need to live the word of God. And for me, there's always a test on my life whenever God starts to take some things from me in whatever particular season I find myself in, how will I react and how will I respond? Is he still good? Does he still love me? Does he have plans to prosper and to bless me? Of course he does. So seasonality. It's probably one of the most difficult things that we have to navigate during the course of our life and the Lord God Almighty loves to bring us into new seasons. And in these new seasons, we begin to discover 
who he is in a fresh way through worship and praise and thanksgiving because he is consistent even if my circumstances are transient. Second thing to say as we close is this, the seasonality provides for me a little bit of clarity in certain areas of my life that in fact the truth is whatever I see with the natural eye, in my heart of hearts I know that God is good and he wants to bring blessing to my life. And the third thing that I think helps in seasonal times of change and transition is simply this, that his word is a lamp unto my feet. And that clearly says to me that I will have to be obedient to where it points and how it's directing me. I wonder if you could stand with us, please, as we draw our thoughts to some closure. Just lift your hands in the air as the worship team come back for us. That would be great. Thank you. We're going to finish with a song in a moment, and it's all about declaring a new thing that God wants to do in our lives. How many of us find ourselves in a place where the season is shifting and changing? Come on, give me a wave. Thank you. There's quite a few of us. Look around. Keep waving. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And how many of us are struggling a little bit to know how to navigate this new season or indeed move towards it a little bit more coherently? Give me a wave if that's you. So I hope today that you've had some kind of inside view of my life in moments of transition. These things have worked for me over and over again. And I suggest that it would be worthwhile paying attention to this scripture and just praying through some of these things. But praise will take you into your new season far more effectively than some other things you're adopting because it courts the presence of God and it upgrades your understanding of what it is that God is trying to show you. Please, please always remember he's good. In every season you find yourself in, there is something that God wants to do to bless your life in a profound and glorious way. Please don't complain. It won't get you where you want to go. As you praise and as you start to expect, which is faith, you'll start to see the manifest presence of God come to pass. And finally, his word is still his word, even if your world seems like it's crashing around you. His word is the most certain place that you can camp, the best place to build your life. He's the rock of our salvation. It's a truth that will never be surpassed by any other truth. In fact, all heaven and earth will pass away, but his word and his church will remain forever. So we need his word. And what I mean by that is not an extra Bible study. We need God to speak to us through the living word. We need God prophetically to speak into our lives. It's good to do Bible study, but Rhema brings us to a place of clarity and certainty in all that God is doing.